Welcome back. Good to have you. By the way, my buddy Jim uh, listens to us. He uh, lives in the Grafton area. And uh, Jim sent me a text. Jim listens all the time. He, he just retired not that long ago. And uh, we used to, they used to take uh, cruises with me when I did my cruises back in the day, uh, which I wouldn't mind getting, doing again. I, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. You did, cru- like, big unit cruises? Yes. On cruise ships? On cruise ships, yeah. We did a Norwegian for a decade. We did uh, the Norwegian Sun. I mean, I can, I can list you all the ships. We did, uh, every time they'd christen a new one, we were on it the next year. So is this when you were in Cincinnati? No, uh, it was when I was with uh, the Packers Network and TMJ. So was it like a Packers cruise? No, it was just, just a, if you wanted okay. to come along with me. Okay. And uh, we had, God, back then, it was a hell of a deal. I know they've changed things since then, but it was an all-inclusive for about 1500 bucks a person for seven days, and that includes all your drinks. Yeah. And and what people didn't realize was that includes even because water and say, you know, soda, Coke, Pepsi, all that stuff, that's you gotta pay for all that too. So, you know, because people would say, Well, I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't drink alcohol. Well, okay. And then you don't get the package and then all of a sudden because <laughs> they figured they'd save it by, you know, not spending the extra three hundred bucks or something. And so they try to, you know, nickel and diamond, and by the end of the cruise, they're like, oh, I should have bought that pack. Because, you know, if you're sitting in the sun, you buy five waters, the waters all come in these giant bottles, and the bottles are six bucks a bottle, and mm-hmm. you're better off buying a beer, you know? Big unit cruises. Yeah, right, so I, we, did, I uh, we did cruises for 10 straight years. We've done Eastern Caribbean, Southern Caribbean, Western Caribbean. We've done the Western uh, out of the Pacific. We went down to Acapulco and, and such. Um but my favorite was always St. Thomas, St. Martin in that area. Uh, Barbados was amazing. Uh, I got a chance to uh, swim with the turtles off of Barbados right at uh, Madonna's Beach. Madonna was next to, I think it was Marlon Brando. Uh, and then Tiger Woods was in Barbados getting ready to get married. And they were down there putting together this, this compound for when they were going to get married or honeymoon, one of the two. But, I mean, the whole island was a buzz. But I, they've got – got to find it. There's a picture of me that the diver took, and I'm in about 10 feet of water. He's in about 30, picturing up. And it's my silhouette feeding the turtle with the sunlight behind me. It's really a cool picture. Postcard stuff? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it was really cool. And I was, I was pretty felt back then, too, so I didn't look like a whale feeding a turtle. You know, which was, you know. You were buoyant. You didn't yeah. have to work very hard to exactly. stay afloat. Right. So, uh, but we know it was great. Ten years worth. I'd been in everything from Roatan all the way down to, you know, Senior Frogs down there in uh, <laughs> in Mexico. And, oh, yeah, we did a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. But anyway, uh, he, he texted me and he said, hey, uh, your comparison for iPhone and Samsung, he said it's dead on. He said his wife has a Samsung. He's got an iPhone. And he said her pictures, hands down, are better, far better. Than his, and he's got the new iPhone, and she's got the new Samsung. So, validation coming through in the afternoon on the uh, on the Bill Michael Show. I like that. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Going back, John and Howard says, Hey, Bill, I used to watch the pregame shows, but I no longer do. I just don't care to hear other people's opinions about the upcoming game anymore. And that's John and Howard. See, I don't – I don't mind we were talking about, and this just popped up because we were talking about, uh, you know, Fox and, you know, the stuff that uh, Michael Strahan did on the uh, podium 
after the NFC Championship game was getting heavily criticized. But I I love analysis. I love getting an opinion of what to look for and why to look for it. And then I will I will you know now again I have to listen to it. There's sometimes when we when we're traveling we just can't. You don't listen to the game. You don't hear the pregame show or the postgame show. You just you watch the video of it, but you don't hear it because you have your own stuff going on. But when you get when you get a chance to, you love to hear the analysis of what I'm looking for so I can pay attention to it or specific plays that maybe you just didn't pay close attention to and all of a sudden they're going back and saying, no, look, the key block here or the key miss here or what, you know, Jordan Love did with his eyes to kind of, you know, hold the hold the safety in position until, you you know, the window opened up for him to throw into. Whatever, something like that. Those That analysis, that kind of stuff, I love. Absolutely love it. It's the goofiness sometimes. And everybody gets goofy. We get goofy on this program. Everybody gets goofy at some point in time. But what they've done is they've actually put in manufactured goofiness. And it's not even fun. It's just irritating. That's that's when you get up and you go, you know what? Man, I had a bad burrito last night. I'm going to go get rid of this thing and come back. And maybe by that point in time, they'll be back into something else. You know, that's that's the time you get up and move on. So, But that's that's where some of the pregame shows are at, I guess. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Gunner says, it sounds to me like it's time to plan a Bill Michaels radio show fan cruise. I would love to do another cruise. We haven't found a good uh, company to work with. Um, that is, that is put it this way: we work with some travel companies, and I love them, and I really do. But it's it's a lot of full blown advertising for something like that. There's there has to be a give and a take, and we used to do it with travel leaders. But travel leaders had a parent company, I think that was in Minneapolis, and they footed a lot of the advertising bill, and then some of it was kind of like the pay for play, which I don't mind, but. For every cabin that was booked, you know, we got a bump and a bonus on. And I remember the one year, God, we took like 200 people. It was it was a blast. I mean, one year I think we took like 40-something. I think that was our lowest year. Um, we 40, I think 44 people, 22 cabins. And the one year we, we booked well over 100 cabins. And it was, God, those were so much fun. So much fun. And there were so many stories of weirdness that – uh, because Kristen's taking, uh, she's leaving in the first week of of March. She's going on a bachelorette cruise with some friends of hers, and but it's like three days, and she's never cruised before. She's really nervous about it and the waves, and she she acts like you're going to be just rocking and rolling the whole time. And the only time you ever do is when you're in heavy seas of say a storm or near a storm. Otherwise, it's you don't really notice it too much. Uh, but she's nervous about it. And, you know, you always kind of be vigilant because there is really no – did you know that, that once you're at sea, there is no law? Well, like international law when you're in international right. water. Not international law. You're in international water. You're waters. in international waters. There's no jurisdiction. So basically what they do, if you commit a crime, they just kick you off at the next stop. And you're, you're – you know, whether it's in the country or out of the country, you're just left there. They, they just remove you from the ship. I suppose. And you're you're done. And so you got to figure out a way to get back <laughs> to the mainland. That's what they do, you know. And you do hear the horror stories, but, you know, we had so many weird stories of things that happened of, and most of it's, you know, admittedly alcohol-induced, but we had so many weird things that happened. You know, we took a tour once, and we were in a in a cave where you had to crawl. It was down near uh, St. Martin's, and it was a little tiny island. They dropped you off in the on the beach, and you had to crawl through a cave about 40 yards and if you were claustrophobic, it was a little tough, but it was it was fun. So we crawled through this cave, 
And you come out the other side, and you're in this unbelievable white sandy beach and just the ocean, and it was like a sandbar. And it was it was stunning. It was just amazing. But you crawl through, you know, there's like 30 people, and you're crawling through, and you've got some staff members with you from the cruise ship and such. And people, you know, you're crawling through it. You're, you know, you're face to butt all the way through, and there was somebody that tore one off, and one of the women went to, like, jump up to run out because she took one right in the face. and. <laughs> Banged she her head. Banged her head, and down yep. she went. She's knocked out, and somebody said she'd been knocked out from a fart, you know? And so it's just like stuff, stupid stuff like that that happened. And then you get the Europeans. Um, you know, I'll never forget there was one time we were on uh, – it was like one of my first ones. We were on a cruise, and this woman had to be 80s to late 80s, maybe early 90s. I mean, still moved around pretty good. And was probably a look at her, looker in her day, but she wasn't, you know. But there's different rules for Europeans at times. Oh, and no. she just it had her big hat and came up on the deck and popped the top. And next thing you know, it felt like I was looking through a deli window and two big hams were hanging in it, you know. I mean, Jesus. And, 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 I, my buddy, I've got a camera, and my buddy's like, take a picture of that. I'm like, there's no way. First no. of all, I, you know, the last thing I need is somebody saying headline, Bill Michaels taking a picture of a naked old lady. But she le- she <laughs> she takes the oil. Oh, no. And she, like, leans back in the lounge chair, this this relaxing lounge chair, and she, like, <laughs> you know, like squirts it all over. And with two hands purr, she's like, oh. I, I like milking an udder. I don't know how. Else when to put I'm it. that old, I, I'm yeah. also going to make it everyone else's responsibility. It was like a cantaloupe and a stretched out tube sock. That's all I can describe oh. it as. And uh, so, anyway, long story short, she like, and now a, a crowd has become begun to gather. Right? Uh, and thank God she kept the bottoms on, but she leans back in a chair. And the best way I can describe it was like watching it in Fox's slow-mo, you know? When you see a swing and the ball hits the bat and, the you know, she leaned back and they were like here, resting on like the mid-portion in the stomach. And as she laid, and she had this smile about her like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And she's smiling around like she knew people are now watching. And then as she leaned back, they slowly slid off of the mountain. And ended up on the armrest of the chair and then got caught between her body and the chair. She's like, oh, 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 every time she moved. Oh. I need so, to go on cruises. Oh, God. I'm telling you what. It's a it's a mishmash of people. It really is. A lot of it is juvenile, goofy, gaseous humor. But, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, I don't. It's the it's the being out in the middle of the ocean thing. Right. I think that does it for me. Right, the old women and their body parts. I could live with that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. That's fine. It's the being in the middle of the usually. Ocean. It's pretty cool because at night, the one thing you learn about cruising is at night it's dark. It's it's dark, dark. I mean, you know, there's not much that you're gonna see. You know, unless you got a high white moon, and then you can maybe make something out in the distance. But beyond that, yeah, you're. But you wake up every morning in a new port. So, and you do have one day that you'll be at sea, you know, something like that. And that's just the day you go up and lay in the decks and, you know, enjoy the breeze and the sun and whatever. But for the most part, it's it's pretty fun. I like it. It's like you unpack once for three or, three or four different cities, and it's it's great.
It's fine. They'd bring those river cruises through lacrosse. You know, one of the Viking ships would come through, yeah. and you'd have all the old, like the older folks who were obviously tourists, and they've been given a brochure, and they're walking around Riverside Park trying to find things. And right. It was always look. It looked yep. like a good time. Yep. No, I I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program, about uh, 30 minutes away. We're going to talk about some of the top free agents this year in the NFL that are going to be out there and who you may or may not want. We can get into that a little bit. Uh, but Reese Hoskins spoke to the media yesterday, and uh, we got him coming up in the, next, right? We gotta, we're going to hear that coming up next. The newest Milwaukee Brewer, the first baseman for the Milwaukee Brewer, met with the media and we want you to hear that as well. So that's coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Even when the weather outside is frightful, your energy bill could be much more delightful. Hi, I'm Gina Della from Pella. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry, designed to keep the cold outside where it belongs. You'll help kick the January blues when you choose to book by the 31st for 0% interest up to 36 months. You heard that right. No interest for up to 36 months if you book by January 31st. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. With maximum design flexibility and dramatic sizes, custom colors, finishes, profiles, product types, and more. Hurry to get the 0% interest up to 36 months. You have to book by January 31st. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Michael show we uh broadcasting out of the studios here today out in Madison good to be here too I don't get out here nearly enough uh I'd like to and it's just sometimes the life gets in the way for whatever reason but uh got a chance to get out here today because uh we're getting ready to head to Super Bowl leaving on Saturday heading out to Vegas and we'll be out on Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas bringing you everything from uh you know that that media center coming up all next week in preparation for Super Bowl 58. And we've got opening night that we're going to be covering and doing a lot of live stuff with coming up on Monday night next week. So make sure you're tuning in to Monday night and a lot of the social media aspects uh, as well. Uh, speaking of good people, our friends at the Water Doctors and John Atley and the whole staff and crew, h2theletterodoctors.com, h2odoctors.com. They're great people. And if you're looking for a new water softening system, uh, the Water Doctors, it carries the Kinetico. That's what I have in my house, and I have now for, gosh, almost 20 years. And I've had them all because um, people always ask, well, how do you know that that's the best one? One, it rates the highest. Two, I've had them all. I had the other ones. I had the rentals. I had uh, the other companies, and it it just it was just better. It's just better. Uh, one of these, as a matter of fact, I, I've always told the story. The other company made me mad with a couple of service charges, and uh, it still wasn't working right and didn't wasn't nearly as good, so... I 
get kind of stupid at times. I cut it out of my house, turned off the water, and threw it out in the front yard. And I said, come and get it. And they said, well, we can schedule you in. I said, no, you better come and get it before somebody steals it because it's laying in the front yard because it's crap. And then along came the water doctors, and I've never looked back. They're that good. Anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, if you're uh, wanting to talk to John Atley and the crew, just go to h2thelettero.doctors.com, h2odoctors.com, and see for yourself why I chose the Connecticut Water Softening System. Um, yesterday, Reese Hoskins, uh, the newest Milwaukee brewer, he uh, met with the media, and this is a, a Zoom media call, so everybody gets introduced in the media, but take a listen to what he had to say. Hey, Reese, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's all great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Could, could you um, give us a little bit of an update to start on how you are doing with, uh, with your knee and how everything looks there? Thank you. Yeah, Todd, um, it's uh, it's been a, a nice off season for me in the sense of um, it's one of my first in the last couple of years where I haven't really felt like a rehabber. Um, I really just have been on a, a normal off season, um, you know, strength program. There's definitely still some things um, that I've had to accomplish over the off season um, just to progress with the rehab. But um, February first will be coming up right at about. 10 and a half months, um, 11 months. Um, so that by the time we, I get to Arizona for spring, um, I should be, you know, I'm sure I'll be eased back in because it's been a year or so since I've been on the field, but, um, I really should have little to no limitations, um, once we get there and once games start, which is just exciting for me. So, um, I'll be stoked to get on the field. I'm, I'm pretty bored as a competitor and, a, and not having played in, in so long. Um, but just stoked to get down to, to Arizona and meet with this these uh, the Brewers medical team and put a plan um, in place going forward. And we'll go to Adam McCalvey. Hey, Reese. Um, can, can you just tell us a little bit about your free agency? I think in these parts, a lot of people saw the list of free agents and thought you were kind of a perfect fit for what the Brewers need. D- did you kind of feel that this – club could be a possibility for you going in and and just given the unique circumstance of not playing this season sort of what were your expectations about the process and and, and how did it play out compared to those expectations yeah I think what you, you know your last part is really kind of what where it all started for me um you know I had heard so much about free agency and, and the privilege it is to get there but it it's it, it was I think just a bit different having not playing in, in that you know so-called platform year um, especially given the momentum that we were able to create in Philly, you know, that was going to be an exciting year to be on a team um, ready to win, but also for me personally. So um, expectations, I think, just had to get brought down a little bit. Um, obviously, trusting my representation to, you know, put me in a good uh, position to succeed. And like you said, I think um, Milwaukee was always a, a great paper fit, um, you know, as I can stand back and kind of take a 10,000 foot view of baseball itself and where I may fit in that. Um, but having talking to, you know, I've talked to a bunch of guys either on the team or that have played there in the past. Um, it just fit even more so with, you know, the type of culture that they have and what I'm trying to accomplish as an athlete and as a competitor. So um, I'm glad we we're able to kind of get, get the nitty gritty and all the details done um, just because it, it seemed like such a great fit really from the get go. And we'll go to Sophia. 
Tyrese, uh, welcome to the to Milwaukee and to the Brewers. But I, you know, you said that you felt just bored as a competitor. I'm sure you're really anxious to get going. But how are you feeling? Just you know, emotionally, a fresh start, leaving Philly, getting back on the field, and and what you like about the Brewers from what you've seen of them. And and Matt, a question for you of what was most appealing about bringing Reese onto the team. I'll go, Matt, and then I'll let you kind of finish this off. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, the Phillies are who drafted me. I've been in the organization for 10 years. Um, I have a long list of great things to say and not a long, you know, a very, very short list of things that I would complain about my time in Philly. Um, and the thing I learned is that nobody's really going to listen to those that you might complain about. So um, in, emotionally in a, in a great spot, more just ready to to you know, make an impact on on a team again. Um, I'll have very fond memories of my time in Philly. I'll be excited to go back whenever that is. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, they were upfront with me at the start of the off season, which I think was probably a good thing for me, just emotionally being able to kind of get a little closure after a weird year um, and move on to whatever was next, um, which, you know, ended up, I think, being a great fit here in Milwaukee. Yeah, Sophia, to your to your question there, um, we're we couldn't be more thrilled to have Reese here. And I think we talked about kind of over the course of the offseason, um, you know, this was the kind of, of player that we were looking for, um, you know, to to insulate our lineup. You know, I mean, this is a guy that has a, a long track record of being a really, really good hitter. Um, as you guys know, he's had some huge hits in really big games. Um, that's what we're looking for. You know, we've, we've, we've been able to catch the ball, I think, and, and pitch for, for many years and continuing to add, you know, bats like Reese into the middle of our lineup is something that we're thrilled to have. So, um, again, when you layer in the, the, the fit as a, as a profile, but then when you talk to uh, people just around the industry and how, how many people say great things about Reese, we just couldn't be more excited to have him here in Milwaukee. We'll go Steve McGargy. I was just wondering, congratulations first, Therese, but I was just wondering, I know it's a really small sample size, but you've hit extremely well in in Milwaukee. How do you think, think the stadium kind of fits your game and how much you're kind of looking forward to hitting there on a regular basis? Yeah, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I've always, really, I've always enjoyed my time in Milwaukee from, from like a city standpoint. I think it um, is a little sleepy and has a lot more to offer than what people from the outside looking in, um, give it credit for, but, um, also, you know, as a stadium, it's always been a great place to hit. Um, I think an, another thing that I've thought about over the last couple of days is that I won't have to face the staff that I'm normally facing there, which has always been nasty in my career. Um, what, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I was talking to a few of the assistant GMs during my time, my quick time in Milwaukee to get my physical done. And one thing I mentioned was just a great batter's eye that's, I think, underrated about the park. Um, it's really wide. It's dark. Um, I got a little glimpse of some of the new things going on in the stadium. But just from a batter's eye perspective, it's awesome. Um, and it seems like a great division to hit in. Um, and when you get to be input into a lineup with you know, a former MVP, um, exciting players all up and down the lineup, um, young and some some guys that have done it a long time in their career. Um, that's when hitting gets fun. That's when hitting gets contagious. So excited to really just be injected right into that and pick up where these guys have left off. We'll go Dom Catronio. Hey, Reese, congratulations once again. 
Uh, my question, though, is for Matt. I, I just, you know, looking at it from maybe the national perspective to your club here in Milwaukee, at the start of the offseason, everyone's saying, oh, they got to trade this guy. They got to listen on that guy. And here you are. You've turned around and you've instead added to the team. You've extended Jackson Churio. As you look back, as we're winding down on the offseason, you know, I, I think maybe some folks are not quite familiar with what's been happening with Milwaukee as far as adding and continuing to expand this window. And how does adding Reese to your roster make sure you keep that window wider? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Dom. I mean, look, we're 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 trying to win as many games as we can here this year and, and, and in the long run, you know, and so that's a tricky thing for us to balance. Um, but I think, you know, when you when we're able to add veterans here with the type of track record that that Reese has, um, that's really exciting, you know, and and you know, candidly, I wasn't sure we were gonna be able to to access a player like him and and just were I couldn't be more excited to to have this type of profile here because he he fits so well, you know, it's just the type of player that we've needed. Um, and we've had a lot of success here and we're certainly proud of that. And just having somebody like Reese, just as he mentioned earlier, just continuing to add to that um, is something that we're, we're really excited about. We'll go to Kurt Hogue. Yeah, Matt, uh, kind of a follow up on, on Dom's question there early in the off season, there was a lot of speculation, especially like nationally that this club would, take a step back in 2024 that it would look a lot different um and and some of the pieces who are reaching the end of their time here would would be traded away that's clearly not the path you guys have taken um you've put a lot of resources into this team could you kind of elaborate a bit on the thinking um and, and the plan to push some of the chips toward the middle this year instead of what i think a lot of people on the outside were expecting yeah, I think I, I look, I think there's there are a lot of different paths that the offseason can take. Uh we have to stay nimble. You know, I mean, I think that's something that's important when there are opportunities we want to try to strike. Um, you know, and adding veteran players here that, that help us this year, extending somebody like Jackson Churio that shows that we're committed to winning here long term. We're trying to do both, right? And so those are certainly tricky. Uh, but again, adding these types of players for us certainly we we want to try to be competitive this year as as much as we possibly can. And we'll go to Travis Kelsey. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Lance Allen. Lance Allen. So Taylor Swift here. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Reese, welcome to Milwaukee. Uh, just a very quick question. You are a fan favorite or described as a fan favorite uh, when you played in Philadelphia. Uh, what made you a fan favorite? And what do you feel like will make you a fan favorite here in Milwaukee? Because uh, it seems like you could fit the bill. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think really like... The, the people of Philadelphia opened their arms wide open for me and my family when we first got there in 2017. And um, it just felt pretty easy to connect with that um, group of people in Philly. Uh, we found ways, you know, different ways in the community, but also just, um, just like accessing fans in different ways, um, whether at the stadium before games or in spring training. Um, so we just, I think we had a lot of fun with that. Um, you know, obviously we did a little bit more winning too, and that always helps, um, when you're, um, you know, when trying to become a, a fan favorite. So hopefully, you know, us being able to make an impact, uh, within the city, um, some good play on the field, a couple home runs and a lot of winning will, will help, will help us do that. We're going to go back to Adam McAlvey. Reese, when, when Scott was talking to you about what teams were offering, and I'm, I'm sure there was a whole range of different creative contracts teams threw at you, what was most important to you? What, what were you 
What was at the top of your list? I wanted a chance to win, really. Uh, that's what I told him from the get-go. Um, you know, I've been talking to that multiple years leading up to this free agency year. Um, and then I got, you know, I got a chance to really win in 2022 and got a taste of what the playoffs is like and what's, what it's like to play on the biggest stage. Um, and, and everything was really confirmed for me. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm an athlete, I'm a sports fan at heart. Um, I'm competitive as heck. And at the, at the end of the day, I want to win. Uh, more than anything, you know, I, I got a chance to come up short in, in Philly, unfortunately, but um, just having a chance really was at the top of the list. Four out of the last five division, you know, winners here, um, a chance at the playoffs every single year with, you know, a lot of good pitching. Um, that's usually a pretty good recipe. So, again, I think it was really the the organiz where the organization was. Um, and where we saw it going, um, having a chance to win was was at the top of my list. And we'll take a few more, starting with uh, Steve McGargy. Thanks again for doing this, Reese. I was just wondering, you said, talk about the feedback you got from guys who played here in the past or who play here now. I'm just wondering if there's anything that stuck out that really kind of convinced you to come here. And I didn't know if you knew, obviously, there's a managerial change in place. I didn't know if you knew Pat Murphy at all or any background you might have with him? Um, I, I have got a chance to speak with Pat, you know, since the signing. Um, I don't know him personally, but have gotten many a great story already about him or from him. Um, I know he's a baseball lifer, um, learned a lot uh, under the last regime here, um, and really is just excited about continuing the success, you know, that, that the Brewers have had um, in his tenure. Um, so excited to be, you know, to learn under that, any, any guy that has that much ex baseball experience, um, I feel like you can always, always learn something from that. And we have a couple of our friends here from Philadelphia. We'll, uh, we'll let go with Todd Zalecki. Hey, Reese. Good to see you, Todd. Yeah. Thanks for the time over the years of being such a pro. Um, want to know. You know, what do you think your like or what do you hope your legacy will be in Philly, not knowing what the future holds with many years to go, maybe in your career? What would you hope it is? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it's going to start with, um, you know, what we were able to do in terms of connecting with the city, um, hopefully, you know, left some sort of lasting impact within the community, um, a couple of different organizations that we were able to. Um, you know, cultivate really, really strong relationships with hopefully lasting relationships. Um, and then, you know, it's at the end of the day, we're, we're playing a sport and at the sport, it's all about winning. So, um, some of those, some of those memories that we were able to make, um, you know, within the postseason run and trying to get there, um, ending a drought for any city in terms of a sports, um, you know, getting into the playoffs, uh, is, is something I think to hang your hat on and be proud of. Um, but also, you know, be able to create more memories along that way is something, I think, you know, the, that team and hopefully my, myself included will be remembered for. And when Dave called you um, soon after the season was over, did he have a feeling either way? Um, I really didn't. Yeah, I really didn't. Um, I've learned in this game, it's pretty easy to speculate on what can happen, but almost always you're, you're, you're pretty wrong. Um, so tried not to go down that road and just kind of let whatever was going to happen, happen. 
Um, like I said, super grateful for just the transparency uh, and him being upfront with me about which way they were going to go. Um, I think it was, you know, like I said, it, I was able to set the off season off on the right foot because of that. Then one last one for me is uh, they've already sold a bunch of tickets for that June 3rd series opener, um, anticipating your return. Have you thought about what that will be like? You've seen a lot of former guys come through and get pretty strong reactions. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, especially in a city like Philly, right? Um, I'm sure it will be emotional. I'm sure it will be weird. Um, but I think at the end of the day, and I think Philly will be able to appreciate this, is that I think at the end of the day, I hope the Brewers win. And also joining us from Philadelphia is Matt Gelb. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Reese. I just, mine's pretty simple. I'm just wondering, what do you think you're going to miss the most uh, about your time here in Philadelphia? Yeah, I think, you know, people say this uh, a lot about um, just big change in their life, but it's just the people, um, you guys included, right? Everybody with that, that kind of makes this machine of Major League Baseball go, um, you know, being involved uh, and seeing familiar faces like I have for the last six, seven years. Um, you know, you just create relationships with people and all of a sudden those will be um, different. I'm sure it won't be the last time I see a lot of those same people. Um, I hope not just because I feel like I always will be able to call Philly home. Um, but I'm excited for a new chapter and to revisit those memories when the time is right. And we'll go back to Adam McCalvey. Reese, speaking about the ties between these teams, I'm wondering if you saw that Brewers social media post with uh, <laughs> the bat slam and what, what your reaction was to that. I did. I did. Um, there's some pretty talented people with a lot, uh, you know, just with social media and, and media nowadays. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, but I can imagine that there's a newfound um, competitive, you know, reason to be mad at each other or, or get after each other between Brewers and Phillies fans. So, um, hey, I'm all for the competitiveness, um, you know, a little a little fun, a little fun goes a long way with those things. So. There you go, Reese Hoskins, the new first base for your Milwaukee Brewers and a meeting with the media yesterday. Good stuff. Really good stuff. I like it when they do the Zoom because everybody you can hear. You can hear the questions. You can hear the answers. It's 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 a pretty good way to go. I mean, I'm not – because you like to be there and face in person and, and such. I get it. But uh, in that particular aspect, I, I kind of like that. That was, that was great, being able to hear both the question and the answer. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. They're in Union Grove, Wisconsin. 2024 season passes on sale right now. And if you're looking for the need for speed, Great Lakes Dragaway, the oldest continuously operating track in the world. They've got uh, the quarter and a half mile. And if you want to go down there and run yourself, you can. Uh, whether it's in your own vehicle or a motorcycle, a dragster you've been working on, you can do that as well. You can rent the track, you for an hour, your buddies, whatever. You can do it. Call them 262-302-2138, 262-302-2138, greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. 
across from Grant Bills today. We're out here in uh, Madison. Grant's, uh, Grant's here all the time, but uh, I'm not uh, here that often, but out here in Madison today. Uh, we've got uh, a list of free agents that uh, for the NFL this coming year. And is there anybody that would interest you that you think, well, you know what? The Packers are going to be in need of this, and maybe there's something there. Uh, you got Justin Matabuique, and he's the defensive tackle for Baltimore. He, would that be a guy, career-high 13 sacks this season, posted five and a half last year, but a contract year, going to be a free agent. You got Chris Jones, the defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that, that he's looking for big-time money. And what do they do with him? They don't want to lose him out of the middle. So my assumption is eventually he's going to be retained. But you got Christian Wilkins, a big defensive tackle in Miami. Uh, Brian Burns, a defensive end in Carolina. Uh, would you consider – now think of this. There's there's two guys that, uh, that I would kind of look at over this fence. Uh, you need a corner. Is Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Chicago, a guy you'd be interested in? I hadn't thought about that. That's that's really interesting. Ah, man, take him away from a rival too. I think he probably gets extended there, but I'd think about it for sure. He had I think a I think Goody's, four picks this year. I think Goody's going to draft a ton of corners and safeties this year. But they compare him with a veteran guy, a high price guy. Like well, Johnson. everybody talks about Antoine Winfield. You need to bolster your safety position, and he's going to be uh, entering um, the twenty twenty four season. He's twenty six years old. And he's he he's the big impact defender. Now they could end up keeping him down there, obviously in Tampa Bay, but he's the guy that everybody's talking about because you need safety help anyway. This is the other one that I found interesting. And at first I was like, eh, but then I thought, okay, it does make sense. Would you be interested in T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati? He can produce. All three levels of the route tree. He's an out guy, crossing guy, and he can go deep. 24 touchdowns over four seasons, along with two 1,000-yard seasons. And don't forget, he's the counter-opposite to Jamar Chase. But they don't know if they're going to be able to afford him in Cincinnati. The numbers that he's put up. Now, I know that as a Packers fan, we're sitting here going, ah, you know, they got plenty, but he's he's been there. He He doesn't get banged up. He's got outside and inside alignment flexibility and vertical stretch traits. He was the guy that I thought they would end up getting uh, if they didn't go for Patrick Queen when they chose, you know, Jordan Love, obviously. But he's going to be 25 years old and really kind of coming into his own. And if Christian Watson does not get healthy and does not get better, then you have your four wideouts, Ontavian Wicks and Bo Melton and um, yeah, uh, Jerron Reed um, and then obviously Romeo Dobbs. But this is a veteran, and he's the guy that would receive all the looks from a defense, which not only is he good enough to kind of overcome that, but then he opens up everybody else, including your tight end packages. How much better would that offense be if you went in that direction and picked up T. Higgins? So there's a few others I want to go through, but think about that when we go to break here. We're going to do this again when we come back. Stay right where you are. We've got a whole lot more. And there's, there's one more wideout name. Now, he's older, but there's one more wideout name on that list that might interest people as well. Now, you can only probably get one name out of that top ten list, and then everybody else is going to have to filter in. 
But the Packers might have a little bit of money to play with to be able to do something like that. Would you want a guy like that? T. Higgins or maybe Antoine Winfield as a safety? Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. We uh, we continue on talking a little free agency in the NFL and uh, some of the guys that you may or may not be interested. Um, a lot of, you know, Tom and Graham and a few other people saying that, boy, if T. Higgins was available and you went out and got him, how much better automatically would that make the Green Bay Packers when it comes to their, uh, when it comes to their offense? And I agree. Look, I, I know you've already got – um, you know, pretty good receiving core. But you get a guy like that, and some say, well, it stunts. If you go to him all the time, it stunts the growth of the young guys. I, I think uh, a bona fide receiver enhances it. And the other guy that I was mentioning that was out there a little bit older, though, uh, Mike Evans, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to be out there 31 years old. Uh, he's, again, uh, creating matchup uh, you know, potentials outside of the numbers. He's got a vertical vertical ability that's still there. 11 catches on passes thrown 20 yards or more downfield, tied for 10th this season. So there's there's a guy that, uh, you know, has the ability. Another one, when you talk about edge rushers, think about you already have Rashawn Gary, but, you you know, Engelbari's down for the, uh, you know, foreseeable future because of the ACL. You've got, obviously, uh, Preston Smith, but would you go after a guy like Chase Young, who's with the 49ers right now? Uh, you got Leonard Williams, the defensive tackle from Seattle. It's going to be 30 years old. You know, you, you got some guys that are out there. Bryce Huff, the edge rusher from the New York Jets. Kendall Fuller, the corner from Washington, is another guy that people thought, eh, maybe you take a flyer on that guy. Won't cost you as much. But is there anybody there? There And also Kyle uh, Kyle Duggar, from the safety from New England. Uh, he's ranked uh, down on the list about uh, out of the top 50. He's 25th. But he's going to be 28 years old. Uh, he's got He's 6'2". You don't find that in, in safeties very often where they're 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 225 pounds. But uh, they say that uh, he can roam underneath. He can be a hybrid defender. Makes him a fit for a lot of multiple defensive schemes. Um, would you take a guy like that at the safety position? So is there somebody that's a free agent that you'd look to and you'd go, ah, yeah, this – this would be uh, this would be somebody who, if you're going to pursue some of these names in free agency, that would be a guy you would circle. Was there anybody there that would appeal to you, Grant? That that I just kind of read off that list that you would say, yeah, I'd go in that direction. I'd be shocked if Mike Evans left Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, a lot of these these will be the best free agents, and then half of them end up resigning before they ever actually reach the market. Right. Mike Evans is interesting because the last couple of weeks, Bill, against the Niners, we saw it against the Bears in the NFC Championship game. We saw it, or the the final week of the regular season. They had some red zone struggles, right? When you get down there and things get tight, you can't always scheme guys wide open in the red zone. So sometimes you need a guy that you can go to, a little wink and a nod, mm-hmm. right, to make a play when things get tight. Maybe that could be Mike Evans. And he's he's on the far side of his prime. I don't think he's a guy that comes in and, and maybe demands the target share and right. and and the targets that maybe T. Higgins, T. Higgins is going to get your money. He's going to get a lot of money. Yeah, he's going to get your money. Mm-hmm. But you just 
you know, and, and I know, like Paul says, I think wasting cap dollars on a veteran wide receiver is foolish. I see, I don't. I think you know, great, granted, they have a great receiver room, and, and but you, if you don't have Christian Watson, you don't have dynamic. You've got good, solid route runners, good, solid pass catchers, and a plethora of guys to, ro- to throw to. But you're now the hunted. You're no longer the hunter. And people are going to be targeting you specifically. And, yeah, you can maybe draft a guy or two in the in – the, but you need a running back. I think that's obvious. You need a running back uh, this year. Um, you're going to need safety help this year. And you know you're – but some of that stuff, you you can't just plug a safety in – at cor- you know, out of the draft to go, he's going to be great. It's very difficult to plug a corner in out of the draft to go, he's going to be great. It usually takes a year or two. So if you, you know, if, if you can add a really good wide out and give an additional weapon to Jordan Love, man, to me, that's kind of hard to say no at times. You know, I would, I would love to see them maybe pick up a safety and draft another wide out. But it just depends on the talent and which direction you want to go. For years, we argued that they never went out and got the extra guy to put Aaron Rodgers in the offense or Brett Favre in the offense over the top. There's some opportunities out there. Got another hour yet to go. We can pick up where we left off. Also got Jim Ozarski coming up this hour. We're going to talk with him about the Bucks debut of, of Doc Rivers last night. Got that coming up as well. Don't go anywhere. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.